But all these changes, they should come with like a warning for a limited time only. <laughs> like that should be the warning with change. The review's awesome, we've got 50, 60. All right, great, time to move on. Let's do safety. And then we're doing this, we're safety. And then we're like, you know what, awesome. Let's do AWOs. And then someone taps us on the shoulder and says, your reviews suck, you only got four <laughs> last week. And we go all and go, what happened? <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass, a podcast channel presented by Nolan Consulting Group. Today, we are very grateful to be able to highlight two well-respected, charismatic, outstanding leaders and longtime members of the Summit Group. At our 2021 Grand Summit Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, Travis Ulrich, co-owner and director of operations at Webfoot Painting, and Ryan Parsons, Chief Solutionist at the Brothers at Just Two Gutters, took the stage after Brian's keynote to each share a primary example of a change initiative that they facilitated and the impact it had on their companies. Cascading change was a focal point of our program and remains to be a concept that we are continuing to dial in on with our clients. We'll be sharing more of these change stories on future podcast episodes so that you can hear from unique individuals their experiences are very real, they are impactful, and they set the stage to help you cascade your own change, whether it be personal or professional. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. Companies that fail to change as the world around them changes fail. And that leading change starts with a vision like Gus. And then it needs the disciplines in place. Let's make change a thing, okay? And it's not rocket science. It's just deliberate when you lead like Gus. You're clear on the vision 10 times, maybe 100 times more than you think you need to be. Yep maybe a hundred, and then you ensure that the systems, the disciplines, the focus, and the resources are applied to this change, and the culture is ripe to make your vision a reality. Travis Ulrich um, and his partner Gavin, they developed a change process that I heard. I was in this meeting and they had just done this uh, decision and, and this rock. And he goes, okay, let's go through the communication process. I was like, holy cow, I gotta share this. I said, Trav, can you share how change happens in your business? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to. So uh, Brian visited recently, that's how you end up on stage. He sees something he likes and <laughs> gives you two days notice and says, could you be here on Tuesday? So here, here's a quick example. We, we, we hired a person to be our production manager in spring of 19. But to learn the ways of Webfoot, we said, your first summer here, you'll be the deck team supervisor. You'll learn everything. You'll be in charge of this group. And then the fall, we'll transition you in. So everything went well. We start the transition by December. He's our, he's our production supervisor. In January and February, I got estimators coming to me and saying, hey, I've got this customer issue or a production issue or a challenge. Can we walk the job site together? And I'm like, you got to go to Bryce. He's the production guy. I told you one time 
on a Monday meeting back in March, and he's the production supervisor, and we transitioned him in December. Didn't you know this? I thought I told you. I thought I told you twice, maybe. <laughs> in the operations meeting, again in December, on a busy Monday where half of you were gone. How come you guys don't know this stuff? So between that hiring and actually that promotion process, we created this, this change communication process, and then we didn't even use it then because it didn't seem like a big enough change or that everybody just would intuit it. So now we're very intentional about this. So the goal here is to be intentional about the change and do it 10x more. He kept telling us 10x more. Steve would always tell us. I think this gets us like five times more than I think I should. So here are the rules. We've decided on change. We've decided we're going to hire a, a new sales manager. So who owns the communication process? It's just creating a project around the communication. So this looks like assign a person. One person owns this process. A team of us might do it, but with all things accountability, it's got to have a name on top. So one person owns it. Make a comprehensive list of everybody that's going to be affected. This is something we would miss. Of course, the supervisors knew the transition happened with our production manager. But we didn't check with the reception team, who takes customer calls. We didn't check with the estimators, who deal with this stuff too. So make the comprehensive list. Who's affected? We've got to put them on a list to make sure they're all touched. Then we make a list of who needs that one-on-one. -on -one. So if I'm going to come into an ops meeting and say we've got a new production manager, I need to probably have a one-on-one -on -one with some people first, get the naysayers out of the way, encourage questions, kind of deal with this. Oftentimes we actually will do a change announcement in a big meeting, and everybody affected by it has already been talked to one-on-one. I want to take the heat out of that meeting, and I'll also ask, have them plant some questions. So if they have a tough question in the one-on-one, -on -one, I'll say, ask that in the meeting. So we need to encourage questions. You, you always want somebody in that meeting to ask the tough questions everybody else is afraid to. So uh, make the list of who's affected, figure out who the one-on-ones are. One step we have is, does this need to be socialized? Some things just need to be kind of thrown out in the break room for a little while, talked about, let it trickle through, then one-on-ones, then we'll announce it. And then just determine the best venue. What's our venue to share this? Are we going to do it in a crew leader meeting, in an ops meeting, in a web footway meeting? Where, where are we going to get this done? Um, you know, we're going to do the one-on-ones, we're going to get it out there. Then we've got to have it in writing. We still screw this up. So I've got to change. We've got the new sales manager, the production manager, whatever. It's got to be in writing. What does this mean? So is this going to be in a memo, in an email? At the minimum, a PowerPoint slide we could go back to? Something we can reference. Should it be on smart sheets, on the dashboards? Uh, and then assign follow-up steps. Right? We've got to get this. Don't stop. What was the thing with the soldiers? Don't move on till it's done. So if this change affects somebody, it probably needs to be followed up on their one-on-ones for a few months until it's done, until it's all the way through, until it's baked in. It sounds like a lot, probably. This is a project around communication, but this looks like about, hey, Scott Johnson, you're in charge of this change. He'll put together on Asana, everything's got to go on Asana. It's got to have names and dates. It's probably like five things. Okay, you're going to talk to these three people. You got it on their agenda, great. I'm going to bring it up in the web footway. I'm going to follow up with these people, and here's the memo. It's like six things. It's an hour worth of work, maybe. But at least we know we've, we've got a good start, and we're not going to drop this thing halfway and leave people confused. If people don't know what's going on in the company, you certainly can't expect them to move forward, make decisions, actually do work without you, so you don't have to be the problem solver. So it's kind of step one. And I have a couple more rules here that I thought were important to put in writing. If you're the person in charge of this change, You've got to demonstrate a passion for the change. You've got to bring energy into the discussion. 
You must include in your communication the whys, tie it into the big picture, tie the actions and benefits back to the individuals. So that's that line of sight thing, if I'm gonna tell you about it, how's, what's it mean to me? Gotta recap the change, set next steps, make sure everybody knows where to reference it. Make sure that we're not leaving any of this stuff blurry. So that's our process. We've made a project around communicating change because we still get this wrong as often as we get it right, but when we do this, we generally get it pretty close to right. This is, this is a two-page document that makes it intentional. I do like the one-on-ones with people most impacted first, because nothing's worse than them hearing it for the first time if it really impacted them in a huge way. Yeah, if I'm going to hurt your feelings in a meeting, I should probably talk to you first. I probably should. Before I just blast you in a yeah. meeting of 20 people. Yeah. We've right? all done that before. I've done that before on accident, right? So that's also, intentional. if you're an influencer and a naysayer, let's work on this before I put it out there. I might have an ally yeah. in the meeting. I might have a, a person that really chops me down. Yeah. So it's a good process. We go through this at the end of every quarterly planning meeting and say, all right, where, what are the changes and who owns these projects? So, Thanks so much, Travis. Good. Thanks so much. Thanks, John, buddy. Yeah. So someone else that I interview is Mr. Ryan Parsons, uh, who's been with us a long time. He's going to share a story of why change fails and why change wins in his company, The Brothers That Just Do Gutters. Ryan, thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. So a couple years ago, we had a giant problem in our business. All of a sudden, we were no longer getting the, the reviews that we wanted. The cheese moved, like you said. We used to get dozens of online reviews a month, and the system that we had, it was no longer working. And what we found is uh, we actually franchised our business a few years ago. We have 40 locations now, and we found out that our franchisees, they were starting to have average review scores of like 3.5 or 4.0. And when we dug in, we had an app to track it, Review Tracker. It wasn't because they sucked, so that's the good news. It was because they had three reviews over 30 days. And we were emailing every client after we did the job for a review. And the cheese moved. They stopped doing it. And now people, if they were upset, they might give you a review. So somebody with a five-star review could quickly go to a three-star with, with one bad review. So we decided, we identified it. And the, the, the solution that we came up with as a team is we needed more reviews. So we came up with a system, a solution. And we basically came down to our installers are our best chance at a five-star review. So we trained them, we gave them a script, and they went out and they started to ask clients for reviews on the spot. And I thought we were done. And it was like, <laughs> yes, solved. we're awesome. Expected results, hundreds of Google reviews, five stars across the country. The real results, a little bit, tiny bit of movement. And what we realized is we needed a champion for change. Mm. And one of our franchisees, a very new franchisee at the time, in San Antonio, Nathan, him and his team grabbed this, and they went from 10 to 20 to 100. And before you know it, the rest of the franchisees are going, how'd you do it? Jimmy, where are you at? Jesse. Jimmy was so mad because he doesn't want Nathan to beat him in anything, he flew out to San Antonio to find out how he was doing it. <laughs> Nathan became our spokesperson, so that was the catalyst for change. It was a great idea. It was a great system. You guys might be doing something better. Don't implement what we did. Do what works for you. Others started to follow. So what we figured out is that every time we do change, 
We have an initiative, and we can all do that. Every time we want to change something, we rally our team, we get it, and then we get it to this point. And then recently in New York, they, had, they were getting 50 reviews a month. This was awesome. <laughs> it's the benchmark. They had all the initiatives were, they were giving away free Nike Airs to the guy who got the most reviews for the month. It was working. Nice. And it was awesome. That'll work. But all these changes, they should come with like a warning for a limited time only. <laughs> like that should be the warning with change. And so what, what I basically uh, concluded is this is how we do change. We see something that needs to change and we put blinders on. And we're, we're doing this and we're changing the reviews. This is much better without a mic when I was thinking about it. But, and we're doing it and we're sitting there and we're, we're, we're doing changes like this. Okay, we're, all right, this is working? All right, so the review's awesome. We've got 50, 60. All right, great, time to move on. Let's do safety. And then we're doing this, we're safety. And then we're like, you know what, awesome. Let's do AWOs. And then someone taps us on the shoulder and says, your reviews suck, you only got four last week. And we go all and go, what happened? And that's how we keep doing it. That's how I keep doing it. I wish I you know, was doing things better, but what I realized is as you're doing this three things at a time, when you move on to the next one, you open your blinders a little bit. Right. And you gotta keep this one still here. And you have to document it and it can't leave the management team meeting and you have to uh, assign somebody who that is gonna be the thing that they're accountable for. And eventually, these things do weave into the fabric of our company. So that is kind of our experience with change. We fail more than it actually goes through, but Eventually, with enough effort, KPIs, somebody to really run that, you can make changes that last and they're no longer for a limited time only. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. I knew you'd be so entertaining. I knew you were. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business consulting firm with coaches located around the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for a future episode? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.